the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Better believe it. Good morning, everyone. On a Saturday, February the 10th, 2024. I'm Peter Boyles, 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. The weather, 35 will be the high, and the snow off and on continues, but it'll clear up. Tomorrow, 38, and Monday, 43 degrees. Coming up, uh, I know no one better. Joe Williams and Sandy Clough will talk about the pending Super Bowl. In the meantime, kind enough to be with us is former congressman, dear friend, Tom Tancredo, and Spent the first hour just laughing and scratching and telling stories and then got to the single part of this. And now watching, as I said, as we pulled away, every single thing that this man said was going to happen has happened. And now locally, this new mayor, Mike Johnson, is cutting services to the city because they need money for all these other things, including homelessness. Um, Tommy... Again, I don't know where to begin except the the stranger in the strange land. What you said would happen has happened. And so what is your prediction if things don't change? Well, I wrote a book um, called In Mortal Danger, and that was way back in the early 2000s. And and what I talked about uh, was the fact that this kind of thing uh, and, and, you know, people always want to just kind of narrow the debate down to illegal immigration. But uh, as I said then, and I still believe that immigration, illegal or legal, either one, without assimilation is a problem. And and when we uh, abandon the whole uh, idea of assimilation of people who come here, because, you know, that's what. That's how we could, in fact, handle it. That's why we had hundreds of thousands of people coming. And uh, and eventually they did assimilate into American culture and our system and learned English, which is a really important part of that whole process. But once we abandon that, then you're on the road to the destruction of the of the, the, the nation that's built on the concept of E Pluribus Unum. Uh, they're, they're, and, and the other side, the Democrats, the left, they keep driving the wedges in everywhere they can, everything they can think about to, in fact, separate us out, to create these victim 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 groups um, and, and then come in and say, well, we'll take care of you. you. You you're just in this horrible situation because everybody's, you know, because of the of white supremacy and, and the, all the crap that they throw into DEI now. So it is a very dangerous thing. Um, I I ask people all the time to think about this. Um, What does it mean now to be an American? Especially people who are just graduating, you know, the the millennials, whatever, uh, and younger people. Ask them if you have grandchildren or or you just know people in that generation. Just say, what does it mean to you to be an American and see what they say? Because believe me, 
It is, they will be lost for words for the most part, with the exception of saying, well, it means you live in America. You know, it's a geographic thing, you know, where you are. Is, no, no, it, it is a country based on ideas. And what are they? And, and if you lose them, when you tear down our monuments, when you destroy, you know, you do what the communists did. Remember, they'd keep they'd keep putting out te- every, every year be a new textbook with somebody else whited out, you know, and, that was standing up on the podium during May Day parades because they were no longer. And, and, and the history was changed. Uh, and this is exactly what's happening. And we you cannot hold on to a nation. You know, Sun Tzu. I believe it was Sun Tzu. The art of the art, art of, of war. Art yes. of war. Yeah. He, he talks about what happens. He said, "You know, you must in, in any battle you're in, any conflict. He says there are a couple of things you need to do and know. First of all, you need to know who your opponents are, what they're trying to do, and why they're doing it. And he said the other thing you absolutely have to do is know who you are." Right. And that is, I, I, I've always thought about that. And Samuel Huntington's book. Great. I mean, I, I love the guys. He's, he's gone now, but he, he wrote a wonderful tome called Who Are We? And these are questions that are seminal to who to, to a, a nation that has got to when we have so many things that separate us. You know, uh, language and 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 uh, racial barriers and uh, backgrounds and po- you know liberal. When you have so many things pulling you away, you desperately need something to hold you together as a nation. And that something, that one thing, by the way, is the language and a common idea about your heritage. Uh, you know. Pete, when I went to St. Catherine's Elementary School, you know, the nuns talked about, uh, I, I mean, if somebody would have said to me, what's your, who are you? What's your heritage? I truly think I would have said my heritage was George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. What were you talking about? I, I never would have thought of Garibaldi's uh, red shirts, you know, mm-hmm. or any Italian thing because that was never taught that i was taught about you know to, to love this country and yes even with all its warts i don't mean for a moment that people should be should um, that our history should be whitewashed but i do believe that you have to have again a common appreciation for w- how we started who who put it all together and why they did it because it's unique and you know like ronald reagan said uh freedom is not something that we put into the bloodstream, right? It's only one generation away from tyranny. And you have to teach. When I was teaching at Drake Junior High, I remember getting into an argument in the faculty lounge. This was in the 70s, early 70s. And and I, you know, I would I was a pretty patriotic guy, and, and I was t- teaching civics, <laughs> and I was sitting in the room, there were the other teachers. One was a, 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 the art teacher, the other one was a language arts teacher, English. And, and they're, they're giving me hell because they, they saw a test that I had given to, to my kids. And it was about our history. It was about the people that founded America. And it was in a positive light that I, and, and they were going, you're just indoctrinating. I said, indoctrinating. Look, I said, uh, I said you're a, an art teacher. 
I said, how many kids come into your classroom, seventh graders, let's say, we were teaching seven, eight, nine at the time. How many seventh graders come into your classroom and say, gee, teacher, you know, I was looking at uh, Picasso at his blue period last night. And I thought, what are, I, I mean, of course not. No one, no kid ever, ever did that. I said, and, and to the English teacher, how many people came into your classroom in seventh grade and talked about, you know, um, Shakespeare and 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 had some background in great literature. No, nobody did. And what's your job? Your job is to teach them what is great literature and why it's great literature. Your job is to teach them what is great art and why it's great art. My job is to teach them about this country and why it's a great country. We each are supposed to be doing these things because we're getting these kids who are blank slates. They have no idea. And if you tell them that everything, I mean, at the time I wasn't, they weren't necessarily uh, bad mouth, you know, it wasn't as bad as it is today. They weren't bad mouthing America so much. They just didn't want me being a patriot. And I said, you know, when you tell kids that everything is rotten about the country in which you live and not just your kids, when you teach it in college, every single professor is so woke and turned into this, you know, hate America, hate America stuff. Uh, you, you, there will be ramifications to that. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't just, oh, it was a fad, you know, and, and it, it will manifest itself in a lot of ways and mostly in the division of the country into tribes. And eventually, God only knows where it goes, but it won't be good. I guarantee you that. Uh, again, don't don't forget the warts. Don't forget what we did wrong. But do talk about the you good know, things, too. Put add them is. to the mix. I mean, yes, we had slavery. It was rotten. It's a terrible, horrible thing. Yes, uh, 700, six to 700,000 Americans died in that today in, in today's uh, relative to to the population you know it would be about four million americans dead in the the war right if you can possibly imagine that we had four hundred thousand dead in world war ii uh i said but but so they died and yeah a lot of them died to end slavery and and people little things peter there's a guy his name is William Wilberforce. You know, I keep oh, sure. trying to put him in into the into the culture. Um, and I've talked to people at Colorado Christian University and, and to help me help me talk about him. He's a, an incredibly interesting character who deserves to be in every textbook, world history textbook. He was a, a British parliamentarian. He spent 40 years in Parliament trying to end slavery. It, it, there was a lot of twists and turns. He lost most of his fortune, his, his health. He eventually did it. And the British Empire eventually ended slavery. And, and he was the real reason. Now, why did he do it? Well, he was a very Christian guy, and he believed that was his, that was his calling to, to, to do it that way. And he spent 40 years to do it. My point is, it was the West that ended slavery, because it, from there it went on, you know, the, France did it. Did, so it, it was the West that ended it. He should be noted. There should be, there should be statues of him forever. And yet you would be hard pressed to find any kid, any adult for that matter, and, and know who this guy is. But that's just an example of the fact 
that there are good things to say, and 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 you can you can spend a lot of time on all the bad things, but why not talk about the real things that happened in history that were a good thing for us, for America, for everybody living in it, in this country. And so anyway, it's a, it's a very dangerous, dangerous thing that we have done. And you can see it now manifesting itself all over the place. The cities being burned to the ground, two tiers of, of, of uh, justice in the country. Um, all dividing, dividing. All, all you hear now is how divided we are. Yeah, you're you right, and guess why? It is because we have created this divisiveness. It comes through our schools, through our political system. People who are nothing but race pimps. You know, there, Peter. There is so much. Let's don't put it this way. The demand for racism far exceeds the supply. You know, I mean, it's there. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but the idea that every single thing and every single person in this country and in the West is is, uh, you know, um, uh, that that, that this is their their sinew of their existence, Uh, racism, hogwash. But, But this is dangerous stuff, my friend. 16 after the hour, 710 KNUS. Good morning, everyone. Former Congressman Tom Tancredo, Peter Boyles, 710 KNUS. What is part of this umbrella question of what are we watching happen? And the border, and Tommy has spoken about the border for as long as I've known Tom, and now it's all come to pass. And we we look at this moment, and I don't know what Joe Biden's thinking. I was going to bring that up, but... And one of the things about political correctness is that indeed it is social Marxism. But the the turning of names and changing of all the different things that we're doing, and you're right, it it doesn't lead to a very good place. My, My final question is, looking ahead, and you've been so good at looking back, and now we're looking ahead. And it seems to me we have two candidates that nobody wants. We seem to be in these structured positions right now that are just frightening. And so yeah. how do you, how would you – I mean, we do need the Reagans. We do need these people. I had a conversation with uh, Jeff and Billy yesterday morning, and I don't see it. Your thoughts? Well, no, I can't tell you that I have great hope for us. Um, that we can we can solve this problem by the next election <laughs> and any time thereafter because it is a problem that's so oh. deep inside of our culture and now uh, like I say it's the sinew of our existence um, that I don't know how you come out of it with um, a person you know one person mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you even even Reagan. You know, God bless him. I don't know if we. No, he could. He, he could not be elected today. No, he could not be elected today. That's right. No, I, and so, I, I don't know how it plays out. Well, Peter, I, I'm just a fear. I'm fearful of it. But, um, and I, I must tell you that, you know, when you put six, seven million people in here, uh, who, who have all come illegally, and again, not for the purpose of assimilating. Let's go back to that. Remember that that none of these people or very few of them 
have the intent of. And in fact, the left wants us to abandon that word. Right? They don't oh, like absolutely. the word well, assimilation. But there's, there's, I mean, these things have reasons, and there is an aim to this, and yes, that's sir, the yeah. that's the part that is, I, I think, misses in in the discussion is what's the aim, uh, and who is aiming, and I. I, I do believe that history teaches that we do reach crossroads, that there are moments where the country stands at a crossroad, and we're standing at one now. And I don't see a way out. I don't see anybody that I can look at. And like you pointed out about Reagan not being able to be elected, Jack Kennedy could never be a Democrat today. And no. There, there's no but possible if he were running, way. I could, I'd probably run. For, I'd, I'd run oh yeah, for sure, it. of course. I mean, Harry <laughs> Harry Truman could not be a modern Democrat. They would not no. tolerate Harry Truman. They would not tolerate Jack Kennedy. Um, I, I don't know if if you know. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. have a, I'm gonna have a bumper sticker made that says, "I miss the America I grew up in." Yeah. Dash dash the one that even the Democrats loved. Yeah. No, Jack Kennedy was a. Um, is was you know an amazing an amazing character in American history, but he certainly he was a Cold War warrior. He was all the kinds of things that we talk about. Sure. I, when I was in the state legislature, Peter, we argued about a whole bunch of stuff. You know, taxes and school, you name it. But never do I recall. I do not recall a single time that we ever argued about the essence of America. No, no. There was no, you know, there was no division there. We we loved America. We all had, we both had our own way of improving it, let's say, or tinkering with it. There's, you know, and, and but nobody at the time, certainly that I'm aware of, uh, was in the legislature with me who hated this country and wanted to destroy it from within. Not that I knew it. Now maybe they were there, but they never expressed that. You take care of yourself. Um... You too, buddy. I love you. Tom Tancredo, everyone. We'll be together real soon. Thanks, buddy. Okay, partner. Take care. All right. Go to open lines, 303-696-1971. It'll take us uh, to Joe Williams and Sandy Clough to talk about the Super Bowl. But you watched Joe Biden this week. We watched Donald Trump this week. Can you honestly tell me that these are the people that you want to be in charge of the country? Uh, Watching locally... The mayor is cutting DMV and parks and recs, and they're getting rid of things because they need a crit- they need money for allowing all of this to take place. We're involved in foreign policy decisions that are beyond me. Um, I just I'm staggered by all of it. Uh, where do we go, Lou? Tell me what to do. Line one, line two. I I can't hear. I'm sorry. Which line do you want to do? You want to break or you want to? Okay, let's break. All right, we'll do that. We have full line, 710-KNUS. Sandy and Joe coming up, 710-KNUS. Uh, McWhorter, the CNR guy, this stands for Chiropractic Neurological and Rehabilitation. So maybe you're suffering to, again, recover from concessions, conc- concessions, Peter, learn to read, concussion or traumatic brain injuries. Maybe that's what I got. And you're not seeing results from traditional Western medicine approach. And if it's you... I recommend McWhorter CNR, the alternative options for treatment, 90% success rate for the past eight years. Dr. McWhorter and the multifaceted team provide outstanding approaches to helping patients restore their brain's ability to function and return quality of life. 
for chiropractic and mental needs. This is the same guy that has hyperbaric chambers. He is our guy. First treatment discounts, 20 to 30% off. Package deals are going on now. Neurofeedback is a treatment you're interested in. Mental health, cognitive performance, brain maps. They map your brain 50% off as well. Dr. McWhorter, CNR, help me personally. Call them today. Schedule your appointment and start the journey to restoring your brain and body's performance. They're open in Centennial, 720-717-4748. Again, easy number, 720-717-4748. Online, McWhorter, M-C-W-H-O-R-T-E-R, CNR.com, and tell them Peter Boyle sent you. Saturday morning, everyone. Good morning. It's the 10th morning of February. Lines are jammed, 710K and US 35. The high snow continues. And com- coming up, Sandy Clough and Joe Williams, two of my faves. Capitalist's law firm. And Danny's believed to be the only attorney in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury, jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Danny and his partners and a lot of young men and women coming out of DA's offices Largest truck crash jury verdicts in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements speaks for itself. The firm, good people from all walks of life without regard to ability to pay, received the same level of legal representation that the rich and powerful do. Capitalist law believes, talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Danny believes that who you hire says a lot about you. And again, with everybody involved in the case, they suggest you choose the man. He is my friend, Dan Kaplis. The firm believes that core values have been the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. If you need an answer, if you have a question, 303-770-5551-303-770-5551. DanCaplisLaw.com, C-A-P-L-I-S-Law.com. All right, let's go to the phones. Lines are jammed. We start with James on line three. Hey, James, you waited. Good morning. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, how's it going, Peter? I, uh, I've i been listening to you for many years, and every now and then I get time to call in. I was in studio with Stephen Tubbs right before he had um, retired from KNUS. And he asked me what I thought of this this new mayor, and I said he seems like a younger version of Hickenlooper. He's he's blind. He doesn't know what's going on. And in the documentary Denver in Decay, which I was in, I said if they do not get control of the crime and the streets in Denver, they are going to lose big time, and that's what's happening now. It, it's a, it's, a, it's terrible. It's nothing hmm. like it was. It's, it's, a, it's awful. You know, I, if you saw this story that they, um, they cut services in the city for taxpayers, um, the parks and rec and everything like that, because they're, um, they're not doing layoffs, but they're diverting money to continue to help the so-called homeless and the so-called immigrants. Um, this guy, I'll tell you who he is. He has his eyes on the prize. It's either the U.S. Senate or the governor's job. As you know, Polis is term limited, and he'll be gone. 
And this is called moving up one. So I think uh, it doesn't matter regardless of what you think. He's thinking something else altogether. And it's right. I mean, do you do you see name, name one politician on either side has done one thing for the working class no. man who pays most of the taxes, by the way, who funds these idiot people mm-hmm. and their idiot ideas? What, what have they done? One person. But that's the point None. of it. That's, I mean, as we mentioned with Tom, Jack Kennedy couldn't get elected and Ronald Reagan could not get elected today. The Republican and, Party and wouldn't know, take Reagan and the Democrats wouldn't take Jack Kennedy. And for the life of me, back in 2016, and this is the God's honest truth, I thought to myself, you mean to tell me in the greatest country that ever was, you could not find one bad ass, excuse my language, person to run this show. You've got Hillary Clinton and and uh, Ooh, Donald her. Trump. Well, and at the time, I thought they were both clowns. Well, and the beat goes on. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to go to Hi, buddy. We go to Kelly. Hey, Kelly, good morning. You're on the radio show. It's Saturday. Thank you. Good morning, Peter. Hey, uh, excellent radio. I wish I could find a better radio show. I can't. And I will remember you uh, always like I do, Alan Berg. And thank you. God bless Tom Tank Radio. Um, the, 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 I think KLZ, when they went, lost a lot of talent at one point, and I think they lost that talent over mentioning the name of Tom Tamcredo. Can you kind of tell me, and this will, I know you know radio history, can you kind of tell me what happened there? And I think uh, you got KNUS picked up some talent from there. Yes. And But it was all over Tom Tancredo. And I'm just curious, I just fuzzy on the history, and if you could kind of go back. You know, I I don't remember. I do remember having that guy that runs KLZ or owns KLZ, and he called the radio station after they were done speaking, and and, uh, it was Krista Kafer. And I said, no, Krista, step aside. I'm going to helm this one. And um, I don't know what happened over there. Something happened with Tommy and Randy and a couple of other people were involved in it. And um, it was an explosion, and those guys came here. Tommy didn't come here. Uh, he was really with a bunch of other stuff he was doing. He was doing fill-in work, I think, over there when that blew up. That's as much as I remember. Right, but he was I, – I believe that they were – one of the reasons they left was because they were not allowed to bring Tom Tancredo's I think it was. I think there was some something. Reason. Yeah, there was something about Tommy, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, I thought you would. No, I'm I sorry. think it's a little interesting radio history. But the other thing is, is I didn't Tom have something to do with the birth of the Tea Party? Yes, very much so. Um, Can you tell and, me about that? Well, the best of my knowledge, again, Tommy was the Tea Party candidate uh, when when they birthed the Tea Party here. Remember, Tancredo is really is the wild card, and um, yes, when they in 2008. Tommy ran for president. We were talking about that. But I think after that is when, and it don't, it don't hold me to it, but I think after that is when they, when they birthed the Tea Party. And remember the, the party, the Republican Party. Uh, Tom left the Republican Party. So after, I think after he ended his run for president, um, he was going to run for reelection. And a, a gubernatorial can't remember Bob Pope, Bob O'Prey, and 
I remember they were trying to cut a, a deal on Tommy running for governor or Senate. And then there was that conservative party's national committee. And I think out of that came the Constitution Party. And again, I'm working from memory. And that was the one that um, I helped Tom when he decided to run for governor on the Constitution Party. And out of that, remember Scott McGinnis and that guy Dan Mays. And that was really a cluster. And then Tommy ran in the Constitution. And then the Republican Party... Tommy almost made them a minority party, and he got, I forget how many votes he got, but anyhow, it gave, it gave John Hickenlooper the job, was the outcome of that. Yeah. And um, I remember the principal, um, the principal issue on that, remember he stayed the execution for Nathan Dunlap, and he lost the primary, I think, to, to Bob Beauprey, who went on to lose the general to Hickenlooper. Yeah. Uh, Colorado has some very interesting politicians. I mean, t- to this day, you know, uh, I could throw Lauren Borbert's name in there and oh. some others, but Co- Colorado has got a history of some kind of offbeat, uh, interesting uh, politicians, and Tom Tancredo belongs among them. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I will, and I also think I owe a lot of this uh, thinking of this great state to stations like yours well, that kind. are not afraid to well, tell the truth. The um, What happened to Tom is, in the end, he was the prophet in his own land. He was the prophet before his time. And yes. we've, all, we've always stayed together and talked about things like that. But he was ahead of the curve. What he said was going to happen. And they, just, they attempted on a number of occasions to destroy his life. And yet... He's got a wonderful wife. He's just the goodest guy I know, and he stood tall, and there's where we are. So I don't have any yeah. other answers. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank He's you. Great. Uh, great. Thank, thank you for what you Thank you. Done. All right. We go to Nick, and then we got a pause coming. Hey, Nick, you're on a radio show. It's about a 20 by 22 minutes before 12. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You know this better than I do because you're a, a study of a, a student of history. Uh, we didn't get to this point in time in America overnight. This has been developing for generations. And the one thing that the left has over the right, for want of a better term, is the left is relentless. They march in lockstep, and they never waver. The right is too splintered. And, in, and until, we, until the right gets their act together and forms a, a coalition to counterbalance this, we're going to continue to go downhill. Well, let me let me ask um, you. Let me ask you a question. I, I really wanted to bring up, and you perfect to bring it up with. What do you think internally they're doing in the Democratic Party right now about Joe Biden? Well, they have a problem, a big problem. Oh, oh. <clears throat> and no matter what they do, it's a bad choice. But since they have the media on their side and everything, and all the mainstream news outlets on their side they're going to try to sugarcoat it i just hope can whoever they, can they let him run can they, they actually no no that's they right they cannot let that's him right. run that's right and so they're going to have to find a plausible exit strategy to let him go fade into the into the you know how do you get rid of how, how do you get rid of him i mean i i've been working on what what i would do but look there's well, no if this there's, were a communist 
if this were a communist country, they'd just shoot him. Or let's just say <laughs> they send him to some gulag in Siberia never to no. be seen again. I mean, but they will have to say that um, <clears throat> an act of nature rendered him just impossible to run anymore, so we're going to just have to come up with a replacement. You, and the m- most the most obvious choice that they have is probably Michelle Obama. Uh-huh. However, that is a very dangerous choice because just because she's black, there are a lot of black people that don't like her. Well, no, but go slow here. I, mean, I don't think it has anything to do with that much that far. In uh, 1968, Lyndon Johnson went on television in March and chose not to run for re-election. Calvin Coolidge did it as well, but Coolidge did it in a different manner. But Lynn, Lyndon Johnson announced he was not going to seek the renomination. nomination uh, And, you know, the world had come apart in Southeast Asia and what was taking place in right. the cities, and he bailed. Right. Joe Biden, right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, J- Joe Biden, Lyndon Johnson was still, you know, st- still maintained being Lyndon Johnson. This guy is drifted into something that, you know, I, I don't know where to begin or where to end. He so has he, dementia. We all know it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, whatever it is that he has. Let's just assume that. And right. he can't he can't do a debate. And I mentioned this with uh, Jimmy and, um, and, and uh, um, excuse me, let me reset this with, with the guys in the morning. The One of the great lay-down opportunities for every American president, Jeff Hunt, I'm sorry, Peter, is the opportunity to do that Super Bowl um, interview. And it is the biggest lay down. Obama got it. Bush got it. You know, they've all been given that. You know, he turned it down. And, it, and, it, and it's not it's not an it's not a tough interview. And they offered it to Joe Biden. He said, no, he can't take that interview. This guy is—he's no. no, he's very fragile, uh, I, and I, and I worry because they're they're dancing with the devil right now, in the Ukraine and the Middle East. What yes. happens? What happens if something goes wrong, Nick? Well, if 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 he were to, and I don't wish him ill, even though I completely I understand. disagree I understand. with him. I understand. I understand. Uh, if he should drop dead tomorrow, and Kamala Harris is a president. <laughs> This country is in deep trouble. Well, they'll find they'll find and, a place. They'll find a place for her, Look, right? When, and so you're asking, who is the most obvious choice for the Democrats? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it could be now. It I mean, can't be. It can't be Gavin Newsom because yeah. he's 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 running a state that's got a sixty eight billion dollar sure. deficit, and he just added another four billion dollars to the sure. deficit. By expanding on Medi-Cal to everybody. That's what I said earlier, that we have never been at this point where there isn't... I can't look down the bench and see people and think, gosh, I want you to come forward. Nick, thank you for a good call. 303-696-1971. The Hitman, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough coming up. I mentioned yesterday was Larry Zimmer's uh, funeral. And very, you know, here's one of the great, great voices of Denver Radio. And as time marches, 35 and snow continues... All set for the winter season. If not, you need to check out our Arvada Army Navy surplus. The place is wonderful. Serving customers in Old Town Arvada since 1984. A vast collection of ski and insulated work gloves and winter hats and boots. And their selection of Carhartt jackets and heavyweight sweatshirts and rugged pants. It's unbeatable. 
premier hiking and work socks. So whether you're a seasoned winter enthusiast or a beginner, have some fun. Exactly what you need, Arvada Army Navy Surplus. Stephen's the owner. We talked to his dad on the phone. Staff is highly knowledgeable and assist you in finding all the gear you need for your next winter outdoor adventure. The store has so many cool things to check out. You'll never want to leave once you step inside. Arvada Army Navy Surplus. All the old historical military gear is on display. Your kids and grandkids. Take everybody. Stop by. Please stop by. Old Town Arvada. Check them out. Arvadasurplus.com. It's Arvadasurplus.com. Morning, everyone. Toby Keith. Pick them, lose. Turn it up. Should have been a cowboy. Love this song. Rope and ride. Huh? How many times? 710 KNUS. I'm Peter Boyles on a Saturday morning. 35 will be the high. 38 on Sunday, Monday, 43. The guy's coming up. Lou, you got to find I was I'm not as good as I once was. That really is the Peter Boyles theme song. 710 KNUS. We go to Gary. Gary, you're on a radio show. It's Saturday and good morning. Good morning, Peter. Um, you know, uh, Biden's um, oh, five-minute TV appearance that made it obvious that, you know, he's lost a step, to say the least. I don't think that was news to anybody. You know, I think, I think everyone realized that before any, any of this week happened. It's the, you know, it's a degenerative disease. It's worse tomorrow than it is today. Yeah, and, you know, I would like to see a conservative get elected president. I just don't think Trump is going to win, even if he's no. running against Biden. And uh, that's unfortunate, you know, because I think we will uh, have Biden in the office for another four years. And there's a good possibility he may not make it four years. I mean, he may pass away. Uh, But I'm not, I mean, that's not like the end of the world. I'm not too concerned about that because, frankly, I really think he's not calling the shots. He's not making decisions. It's his administration that's making decisions, and they haven't done a perfect job, but they've done all right I, to, to I, last another four I years. I do not believe foreign policy that they've done all right. I don't think that's true. I think the foreign uh, policy decisions that I've witnessed in the last almost four years have been atrocious. Yeah, that's probably one of the imperfections. And um, no, It's not an imperfection. It's a decision that they made, and if it's made in a group... Assuming that it is, um, I, I'm more apt to believe, and again, we're not on the inside. Some historian sometimes, someplace, somewhere will write about the truth about this. But the Democratic Party has to make a choice. And Biden um, is just, he, they can't, they, they couldn't put him out on a debate. You imagine him debating? I can't. They're hiding him no, out. I- they're hiding him out on this Super Bowl and it's such a laydown interview, and yeah. they're, they're hiding him from that. He's he's in trouble. And do if he's, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you think um, Trump would have made uh, decisions with regard to foreign affairs that you would agree with? More so than I would with Joe. Um, like Trump would. It sounds like Trump would. 
basically allow Putin to take over Ukraine. Look, well, we have no business being involved in any of this. None whatsoever. We have no business being involved in Middle East. Is there any lessons that anybody's learned about the last 75 years of American history? Apparently not. And this is not your fight. It's not my fight. We lose people, the money that's being expended. We have no business. And one of the things that I would say about Trump is he kept us out of that stuff. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, not, not lost on me. Now, there's been a whole lot of stories that have been told about the end, for instance, in Afghanistan or the end in Iraq. But those were deals that were cut. Uh, the Bush administration cut deals on when a war would end. Uh, the, the, the administration, the, the Trump administration, in the Dora, in, in the agreements where they were going to just, they simply dealt, in fact, they never dealt with the government in, in Kabul. They only dealt with, with, the, uh, with the ISIS people. They, they, they were real politic. They, they understood it. And getting back involved with these people is insanity. Do you think um, you think it's no problem if Putin were allowed to take over Ukraine and impinge on the uh, the rest of the eastern it's countries? Not, I, I think once once this war ends, and it will. No, they have no int- they have no intentions into Poland. Look, watch Putin the other night. He he bitch slapped Tucker Carlson. He just walked over top of Tucker Carlson. And for all the people that thought Tucker Carlson was this great on-air, I think you saw the truth. But leave these people alone. Let this, that, that, that conflict between Ukrainians and Russians, between, goes back before the Romanovs, the time of the Romanovs. It goes back to Khrushchev. It goes through Stalin. It goes through when the Nazis invade. All these different things. It's layer after layer after layer. And they know. They know and we know. I don't know if you watched Tucker Carlson and, and, uh, and Putin, but, I mean, it was a joke, an absolute joke. And all of this brave talk that I heard about Tucker Carlson's abilities, that went out the window. So Yeah, and, some, and I've heard some people, including uh, one of your hosts on, on this radio station, talk about Tucker Carlson as vice president. I know. Well, you know, maybe that's a good fit. But the point of it is, if you're going to send him to negotiate, it's not going to work. He just They just looked horrible. I mean, it was, it was absolutely awful. And he never brings up all, I mean, like we, we talked about, I talked about with Billy and Jeff. Get that opportunity. And you better gear up and get ready and, you know, say, you know, know, know what you're going to do. But Tucker Carlson, I think, was, number one, afraid of him. I think he was afraid of him, not because something was going to happen to Tucker Carlson, because people like that, they only the only thing that scares them is power. Uh, and if you read all the books now that are available, Tucker Carlson's saying all kinds of ster- terrible stuff about Donald Trump, email stuff about Donald Trump, and then he goes and hangs out with him. So it shows you what kind of a guy he, re- he truly really is. And I don't know how they brokered that deal. Did they make a deal? with the Russians for him to come and sit in that room? Did he make a deal that he wasn't? I don't know. But the point of it is, if you're going to deal with people 
in terms of being foreign policy or being ambassadors, you got to get a hard edge to you. I didn't see it. And um, I don't know. I mean, we stand at a crossroads, Gary. And for this 81-year-old guy, um, (laughs) he's not the answer. Appreciate it. Thank you. If you really go and think this one through, Joe Biden, is he doesn't have all the oars in the water. And they call him with diminished uh, faculties. And um, there's a movement to change horses mid-race inside the Democratic Party. And they said Biden's garage looked like uh, like a scene from the hoarders. And Democratic insiders now say it's panic time. After a blockbuster Justice Department report concluded Joe Biden has diminished fac- uh, facilities and diminished faculties there, Peter. And he's an elderly man with a poor memory. That man's the president of the United States. Increasingly, behind the scenes... The option, and they call it the nuclear option, being considered to remove Joe as the Democratic nominee at the party's convention in Chicago in August. That's one of those seven days in May moments. The leading candidates, Gavin Newsom and Gretchen, what's the woman, the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmire, I think, her name comes up. And these people are right there. It's, it's panic time. And Joe Biden should not be the standard bearer. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. He looks like a deer in the headlights. He does. Deeply flawed. So what do you do? Uh, we're going we're gonna to do the turn here. You want to do the turn here, my boy? Want to do the cut? We come back with the fellas. The one and only Joe Williams and the two and only Sandy Clough will talk Super Bowl right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 